All right, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Matt. I'm Jimmy. And we are two average guys coming to you on the uh, Cornhusker Nation Facebook page. Thanks for joining us today. Um, we got a lot to talk about. Um, obviously, the Huskers lost yesterday. Um, we'll touch on that first. Um, this week, what's nice about the Husker loss, um, if you want to put it that way, is we actually have some positives to take away from the game. Um, so that's kind of nice, even though it was a, we gave it 42 points. But uh, there were a lot, of, a lot of positives from that game. But um, I think the most positive thing that we'll talk about is going to be Coach Frost um, and his press conference after the game. So we'll get to that as well. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you weren't kidding. The first couple of drinks of this is a little tough to get down. Yeah, so uh, so we're drinking old style right now. Uh, we got some Bud Lights as backup, but old style. Um, I got my Cubs shirt on. Last game of the regular season, they yes. start in about 17 minutes, and I'm a diehard Cubs fan. We need this win. They we need the win. Division. Need to beat those Cardinals to to win or potentially tie for a playoff game, a play-in game to the wild card tomorrow to see who wins the Central. They're so, already in. So. They're already in the playoffs, so we'll see. But uh, that's why we're drinking old style right now. If you've never had it, um, it it's rough the first couple drinks. First couple sips, but, you know, it's the official beer of Cubs baseball. It's worth it. Yeah, you got to have it. Um so let's talk about let's talk about our Huskers yesterday. So, um, as I mentioned, it was it was a rough start. Um, or not a rough start. We no, actually it was went down. Awesome. We went down. And we scored right away. Uh, we scored on our opening drive. First time we did that all season. Yeah. So we haven't done that all season. We looked good on that opening drive as well. Um, a lot of positive things to take away from that opening drive, um, and that was exciting. I actually uh, my son decided to take a three hour nap, so I didn't actually see the first touchdown, the first drive. Um, but Too bad because it looked good. Yeah, by the time I got to the game, by, and then they came down and scored on their first drive. Um, and then we had a chance to score again on our second drive, and we get down fourth and one. We went for it, and we put Greg Bell, and he didn't get it. After Zigbo had a fantastic drive on the first touchdown, they put Greg Bell in on the second drive, and Greg Bell got stuffed, and, you know, Play calling, blocking, you got to look at everything um, on that play. But Yeah, um, going into the game, I knew that Maurice Washington probably wasn't going to be playing. He was sick last yeah. week. He didn't um, practice at all, yep. So I knew Zigbo was going to have to come in, play a pretty significant role, which I thought he did, and I thought he was a beast. I thought he was a stud. It's 17 rushes for 170 yards. Um Ten yards and rush. two TDs. So you're, when you're averaging ten yards per rush, um, that's a solid game. And and we had another fourth down there in the game that that was a pretty pivotal spot, and we didn't have him in there. Yeah, it's it, pretty tough to figure out. I know yeah. Coach Frost and these coaches are smarter than us, but when you see it like that, it's kind of hard to be like. Why didn't you just put a Zigbo in? Yeah, it? yeah. Well, and we'll talk about that in a little bit because you know you got to look at a couple of things on the fourth down. Frost touched on it in the post game conference on the fourth down call, a play calling, not only play calling but the execution of the play. So we'll talk about that here a little yeah. bit. Um, so Zigbo had a great game: seventeen rushes, one hundred seventy yards, and two TDs. Um, Martinez, a, people, a lot of people thought he played terrible. He actually threw for three hundred twenty three yards and two TDs. He had the any rush for ninety one yards. And he was still kind of running for his life. At least in the first half, he was dropping back. Yeah. And I thought their D line wasn't supposed to be very good. Their linebackers were supposed to be good, which they were. Yes. And they were bringing, they were bringing a lot of pressure. The um, offensive line, I guess, maybe played a little better in the second half, definitely. But yes. Um, not as big of an opponent as Michigan, so you know it's not as tough. No, but. but but we we still we missed a lot of assignments on the offensive line. We still missed a lot of blocks. Um, when they'd bring in an extra guy for the blitz, we would ne- we wouldn't pick him up. Um, and though and when they would shoot the gap, those gap blitzes, we didn't know how to. We still had not figured out how to stop those gap blitzes. And that's something that hopefully they're able to see in film and and hopefully switch around and, and make some adjustments on right. the offensive line. And there line. was a couple things with Martinez. He uh, when he does when he was getting that. That pressure kind of through the gaps, like yep. you were saying. He hasn't quite figured it out yet. Um, there's a couple times he just kind of stood in there, and yep. then a, another time. And he's a true freshman; he didn't play senior year, so yep. I mean, he's still learning. It's gonna take some time. But there's another time he rolled out, and instead of throwing the ball away just out of bounds, he ended up running out Losing of bounds, but it was seven yards, yeah. and, and it just killed the drive. Yeah. And you know, another thing, it's just so tough. Like we. When we get these long sec- second and long, third and long, mm-hmm. we're we're not able to really 
end up getting a first down. Whereas on defense, the teams have thir- third and twenty on us, and they get it half the time. Yeah, yeah, and we, um, yeah, the third our third down defense has been rough this year, and that's something that we have to get better at. Um, and our third downs have not been good this year. Um, so there's a lot of things, and like you said, Martinez, he's a freshman. True freshman, he didn't play a senior year. So you're talking about a guy. It's been a couple of years since he's played any snaps, and he looks good. Yeah, I mean, don't get I mean, wrong. he's still doing fine, but he's making he's making freshman mistakes. You expect that from a freshman yeah. QB. Anybody coming into the season who didn't think he'd make mistakes is foolish. I mean, yes, we made he made mistakes. It's gonna keep happening. He's not gonna be mistake free throughout the entire year. He threw a pick late in the game. Threw off his back foot. Really poor throw. He threw a lot of passes really high over the receivers in that, in that third and fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, I mean, really wide open receivers where we had a chance to get the first down and keep moving the ball. Um, but one thing too is uh, one of the, uh, this happened more than once. But we get the ball to the Zigbo six yards. So now we're at second and four. Two passes. Now it's fourth down. We got to punt it away. So yeah. uh, we have a strong. We get a strong run game going, but then we divert back to the pass. And once again, Frost and his staff are a lot smarter than we are, but watching the games from home and seeing that, hey, we're successful on that first down run, but we're also very predictable that, hey, they're going to run on first down, then they're going to pass, then they're going to pass. We have, to me, a very predictable offense, and maybe that's part of it with Martinez being in there as a freshman. Um, Maybe that's part of that molding him into that quarterback that we want him to be or that Frost wants him to be is let's we have to be a little predictable in some of these games because – Maybe it's too much if we add if we add too much. I don't know. Yeah, it could be that they're just simplifying their actual, you know, the whole game plan that they would normally have. Yeah. They have to simplify it a little bit because of the personnel. I know it is for sure because yeah. they they're up. Te- I mean, we like to play up tempo, and the offensive line is not conditioned to be able to do <laughs> yeah. that. And that and a lot of people get frustrated and they get upset like oh i thought this was supposed to be up tempo you watch ucf they're up tempo why is it nebraska but it's it's personnel it's 100 personnel we have to have the guys that are conditioned to run that up tempo offense and that's what we don't have and that's what i think i'm sure is what they're looking for in recruiting so they're going to get some offense i know that i think there was like two or three offensive linemen that were visiting or at least that are extremely high on the radar for uh, this next upcoming recruiting class. Absolutely, so. yeah. I mean, and that's that's one thing that you know cannot stress patience enough. As much as it's been said, and a lot of people are like, oh, we've been hearing the same crap over and over again every for, year. For years, man. If you guys, if you anybody out there that's watching that says that, watch Scott Frost talk after the games. Watch his demeanor. Um, Mike Riley last year after a game after every game that we lost all eight games after the game. He's smiling a little bit, you know. We gotta go watch the film. Uh, you know, we'll probably have to change some things here and there, but you know, overall, I think we did okay today. No, that that was that was acceptable, and that's yeah, exactly. We talk about cult, we talk about was. culture a lot, and Frost talks about changing the culture. The players talk about the culture and what it used to be with Riley, and that is what is so hard to get over is that culture of hey, we lost, that's okay, we'll go into the next game. It's not okay. And I mean, you know, you're gonna win. You're not gonna win every game, but the the conference, the press conference, Scott Frost, about 10, 12 minutes. I think he spoke, maybe a little bit longer. Um, some really good questions, but his emotionally driven responses is what like got me. Like I'm sitting there, like getting chills up my spine as I'm watching this, yeah, same. and like a smile just came to my face. I didn't even know it, but I'm, I started smiling. I'm like. <laughs> Why am I smiling? But you see this coach, and you don't you don't see a lot of coaches that emotionally driven after a loss. You see them upset, or you know they might be ticked off about a few things. But he was honest, didn't bullshit around. Is these are the facts? We are undisciplined. We are the most undisciplined team in the country right now. Yep. For a coach to come out and lay down the facts for everybody to hear, including his team, especially his team. I and mean, I mean that is something that fans should be okay with and want to hear because he's not okay with losing. Right. And he also, I mean, undisciplined is by, at least how I took it is, yeah, I mean, they're getting undisciplined penalties, but it also seems like just in general, like they, there's they're, stuff they're, going on outside yeah, of the football they're, field. They're undisciplined, like as a, in a general type thing so that they're not, you know, he's got a certain way he wants to do things and it seems like 
there might be some guys that aren't doing that. Yes, and he mentioned, you know, not only di- discipline. I don't want you just to be disciplined on the field. These guys need to be disciplined in the lunchroom. Say thank mm-hmm. you to the people that, you know, appreciate the things that they have in life outside of football because he mentioned losing a football game is not the worst thing that can happen. Exactly. And to hear to hear him talk about how they should be behaving outside of the football field and how that kind of stuff can carry over to what you do in life. The way you discipline yourself by thanking the lunch lady and the people that clean your tables and appreciating stuff like that and being disciplined in your your regular life outside of football in the classroom in study hall you know and when you're just at home in the dorms that is what Husker fans should want to hear yeah you don't he doesn't want people breaking rules he doesn't he wants them to do things right yeah because when you do things right good things end up happening yes and it takes some it, obviously it's taken some time to uh, you know get this whole thing going yeah but yeah. I but, think but very... putting the groundwork in what they say they're you know you got to build it from the bottom right yeah we're just getting that foundation laid right now yes and and the foundation to me right now is all about attitude um, hard work hard work respect and and discipline and that's what mm-hmm. these coaches and that's what I respect more about frost and his staff more than anything else is they're not just teaching them to or coaching them in football they're trying to coach them in life because all these guys aren't going to go pro so what well, are you going to do after after football it's not and i losing a football game like you said is not the worst thing that's going to happen in your life yeah i mean the uh i think the problem with with polini when we had polini was it was more of like an us against the world type yes. thing yes it wasn't like a kind of how frost is Starting to do things around here now, well, like you said, where you respect and discipline, mm-hmm. and just all that kind of stuff. So, um, and I think both phrased it a lot differently. Like the way he yeah. went about it, he he cared more about those kids than anything else, um, which was great. And and football, it was the kids in football. But you right. know, and Frost definitely brings a different perspective. So to see his press conference, it was a fantastic press conference. Like I've never. I've never been so jacked up during a 10, 12-minute press conference by a head coach in my entire <laughs> in my entire life. And exactly. I said it. I said it yesterday. This is why he is here. This is why he is our coach. He doesn't want to be anywhere else. He wants to be in Nebraska. And I was talking to people yesterday. I mean, we should have this guy for 20-plus years. Yeah. As long as he doesn't have a dream to coach in the NFL or, yeah. or whatever it is. Um, and I think, obviously, we say it every week. It just... It's, we're going to get there. It just sucks in the meantime yeah. when you're losing. Well, when we, when we had opportunities yesterday, we had them. We um, did. And just touch a little bit more on the press conference before we go into a couple more details in the game. Um, he also mentioned, uh, or someone asked him about the players on the sidelines. Oh, yeah, he was Because there was, he, he didn't he, know. He, heard, he found he out found during out the game. He didn't know so during the game. So we had players on the sideline, Purdue scored, they're about to kick off, and there's music playing, and there's players on the Husker sideline dancing. Um, and he said, if I would have known about that, I would have stopped it right away, and those kids would have been sitting. Um, yeah, I don't know said, if they were starters or he not. He said they were backups and reserves. Um, but doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Um, I get it. Like, it's kind of hard to explain. When <laughs> when you're on the sidelines, you know, or when you're in a game, and, you know, a quarterback throws an interception, okay? He goes to the sidelines. You know, he doesn't want to just... You don't want a kid to just be sitting on the bench with his, no. you know, his head in his hands or something. You want him active and, and up and, and still into the game and get out of your mind. You know, yeah. have, have people slapping him on the back, whatever. So I mean, I get it that you just want to maybe stay kind of loose or that type of thing. But when you're losing a game and you're dancing on the sidelines, yeah, that's a bad look. Uh, that's bad. It's really bad. And, and he addressed that very well. He said he's going to take care of it. He wants to see. He wants to see what who it was, and he's going to take care of that situation right away. And that's that's what the kind of response you want from our coach. Um, someone asked him a question. I didn't quite hear it straight. Yeah, you couldn't hear you, any of the questions. The, the one question that they asked, but his response was, um, "I think I know what it is." But, but I'm, I don't, gonna, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to. So tell I'm really it. curious to see what that question was because that. Yeah, maybe that someone question, knows. I don't. Yeah, if someone heard that question or knows what it was. Someone probably posted it somewhere. But there, there's things going on still, not only in that locker room but on the sidelines. There's things going on that um, he probably didn't want to throw some players or maybe even a coach under the bus. I don't know, um, which is fine. But he he is 
he's standing up for his team and he's telling hey we have guys out there that are battling they are fighting every single play talks about luke gifford he's like mm-hmm. he had a fantastic game he did um he didn't mention boodle but my god DiCaprio boodle he had he was awesome he was probably our best defender yesterday but you also gotta look at uh williams aaron williams you didn't really hear his name all game but you know who he was covering he was covering more yeah and matt moore's Awesome. So Moore is fantastic, but he was not a factor in that game except for a couple plays. I mean, he I think he ended up having like maybe 80 yards receiving, yeah, but he, he yeah, didn't have a touchdown. I think Williams was covering him, and I think yeah. we did a good job on our defense of covering those longer passes because that's where Moore kills you. Um, the So really, I think our de- Mo Berry had a decent game. I mean, he's, he's uh, by far the best player on defense. But we he's had some every week. But What Frost was really mad about in that game was more the discipline than anything else. We, we don't get... We don't get the five yard penalties. We're not going off sides. We're not going. We're not doing the false starts. We're holding. We're getting the ten yard penalties. We're having personal fouls. We're getting the face mask. We're getting the roughing the passer. We're getting the late hit out of bounds. We're getting those undisciplined plays. That that is that's killing us. And now I would I said yesterday, and you saw on the Cornell Screenation page and two average guys, that was probably the worst officiated game I've ever seen. In my life, and I've watched a lot of football, but total game, that was a terribly officiated game. And on both sides, there were things that they missed on both sides of the ball, but there were things that were called that were not penalties. I try not to harp on the refs too much. My dad refereed (laughs) for 30-plus years. Um, So I've just become accustomed (laughs) to not blaming officials. Now... I agree with you. I've watched so much football, and that was the worst. I mean, we clearly had a face mask on, I think it was their oh, yeah. back one time. We, like, ripped his head off, and yeah. they didn't call it. As I tell you, I said, man, these refs are bad. Like, They're bad. Uh, and we were undisciplined. We had way too many penalties to begin with. But it just seemed like when we were trying to get back into this game, every time we had something, whether we stopped them on defense yep. or we got a nice 15, 20 yard or first down, we had a penalty. Yep. And it was like, you know, we couldn't we couldn't get back into the game. So I want to point out three of them, three penalties. And that's game. what I said. There, there was. And there, I think there was a couple more that they called, but three really pivotal penalties that okay. really hurt us. Their third down, when we got roughing the passer. Where his hand, where his hand, where his hand hit him on the head. He's being blocked by two guys. He, he got, got pushed into. He him. got pushed and tripped. So that was by freedom, the, right? Yes, freedom. Okay. And his hand came up and whacked him in the helmet as he's, making, like an, as he's making the tackle. Guys, this is not roughing the passer. This is football. The exactly. quarterback is not a weak person. Like, he takes hits all the time. That's not roughing the passer. If you want to turn college football into NFL, put flags on the quarterback and stop letting guys even touch them because that's what NFL is turning into. That's what college football is going to turn into if that's going to be a penalty ongoing. That doesn't get called. Listen, that, that penalty does not get called in Penn State versus Ohio State. That game no. does not get called in an Alabama and in any SEC game. I guarantee that penalty is not called by those refs because it's a hard play. It's fast motion. That is not something where he is purposely sticking his hand up to whack the guy in the head. And it's not a penalty. He didn't grab his face, man. And it didn't have any outcome of the play. Yeah, and and if anything, it's hands to the face instead of a personal foul. So instead, 15-yard penalty, automatic first down. That was the third down play we stopped him. And that was huge because at that point, I think we were down down two scores at the time. Well, 35-21. And one thing that that the – and, again, you say, like, the referees didn't cost you the game. I wouldn't wouldn't say that. No, I think we. We hurt ourselves, ourselves again. in the foot too many times. Yeah. But the way these penal- the, the way these penalties happened and were called, it changed field position so much because yep. every time we got the ball, we started between the eight and the fifteen yard yep. line. And momentum. And even, it, yes. And yep. even Frost said it. He was like, you know, we should have been in the and that was more of a penalty of Yeah. Um, should have been called. But yeah. It well, we, just swung things so so drastically. Yes. So we had that call. We had the holding on the outside. I think they called – well, okay, I got one more too. <laughs> they had one on uh, Tyjon Lindsay that they called a holding. Yeah. I mean, he, they showed the replay. They showed the replay. I don't even think he touched the guy. I think he might have touched the guy, but it was just like – He pushed him. It was just like he put his hands on him. Like as, the, as the guy was falling down. As the guy was falling down, he just put his hands on him. So they call that. Um, you had the holding on the outside by, I think they called it on uh, Stanley Morgan. We had two. We had a receiver and a tight end on the outside. Spielman's coming around, gets the first down on a third down. 
gets the first down. We have two of our receivers. Oh yeah, it was Stanley underneath the pads. Their their defenders also up underneath. We're holding each other and pushing each other. That's a football play. That's not holding. Yeah. That killed it. That killed the drive, pushes us back 10 yards. Guess what? We ended up having to punt that drive. And guess what? When we did punt, they got the ball at like the 50-yard line. Yep. And and our punting was a tro- Even though he averaged 40-plus yards, I mean, it was when you're starting, was, when you're punting from the 10-yard line, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, and, and then it was another slick. Play. He fell the one time. Especially, and, no, I, <laughs> I, I don't think that the punting was terrible. I no. think they were trying to keep it away from more. True. Very true. But like um, I said, just kick it as far as you can and yeah. kick it out of bounds. Yeah, and then and then we had um, uh, the punt return. It was our punt return that they called blocking the back on. Oh yeah. And you watch the play. Our guy's hand is on the back in fast motion and in slow motion. The guy was t- the guy didn't even fall down. He didn't. Yeah, he didn't he just, push him. His hand was there, and his other hand's up here. He didn't push him. It wasn't a penalty. And those those kind of things, like you said, that that pushes us back 15 yards or half the distance to the goal. Yeah, that was. Yeah, we should have been at like on their side of the field, and instead it was half the distance to the goal. So we started. So we got back like, on like the seven. seven. So those kind of things. Yes, the ref does not determine the outcome of the game, but they for damn sure change momentum in a game, and they change field position in a game where it does hurt a team. Especially when you try to battle back in the game, you're down two scores and you call a bogus penalty when we are driving the ball and driving it well. That just that not only just kills the field position and the momentum, but it, it kills your spirits on offense. Well, it's like, man, what do we have to do change, that's to be true. successful? Because we're trying to play hard. We're trying to do what we need to do to win the game. And every time we do something, we get a penalty call on well, us. Well, and it also kind of changed your your game plan as far as play calling goes because you're starting... 10 to 15 yard difference. You're, you're starting in your own 10 to 15 yard line. Yeah. I mean... First, you kind, of got, you kind of got your back against the wall right off the bat. Yeah. So first and ten, first and twenty, big difference. Uh, third, third and five, third and twenty, huge difference. I mean that you go from a third and short to now you got twenty yards to go. That's a big difference in a game. Once again, when you're trying to battle back, and that was that was disheartening. It, I felt like every time that we had a play, uh, a positive play, I'm like, where's the flag? Where's the flag? Like every oh, time. Yeah. I know that's the group people I was watching with. We were doing the same thing, and then all of a sudden it would come up flag in the bottom corner. Uh, and when when we a couple of the TDs that we did score in the second half, I'm like, Where, "Where's the flag?" I'm just waiting for it, waiting for it, and we didn't get them. But um, God, I just and I like I said, I really feel like our excuse me, I really feel like our um, D backs played really well in that game. We did have we did have a pass interference call. On Buddha. Um, but he didn't turn his head. He didn't turn and that's the only reason why. Did you it wasn't see, that bad. Did you see there was basically the exact same play. Mm-hmm. After, so that that happened. And then there was basically the exact same play. And he turned around. And the dude, the receiver, just like grabbed him. Tackled yeah. him. And we're all like, there's offensive. And then even the guys yeah. on there were like, oh, <laughs> people are going to be thinking that should have been here's, offensive here's the Here's the only thing that's offensive pass interference anymore in college or pro. It's a push off. The only thing that's ever called offensive pass interference is a push off. Now they don't call if two guys are going up for the ball. The defender's always going to get the penalty. Shouldn't be that way. But tell, I don't know the last time I saw an offensive pass interference on a jump ball. If the guy wasn't either hands on his shoulder pads, but if it's a, a jump ball like that, it's always going to go against the defender. And it's a shame because I mean, like I said, our defenders played great yesterday, and that that penalty uh, that that did hurt us. I think they went up going down scoring either at least a field goal on that, but. Um, Boodle played fantastic. His his defensive plays yesterday. I mean, there's a reason why he was given a black shirt. Yeah. Um, a lot of people still argue that maybe they handed the black shirts out a little early. You can argue either way, but I think the guys that have them, you can see the work they're doing. Yeah. And you can see them busting their tail. You see them not giving up on plays. And Frost mentioned that too in the press conferences. You know, Michigan said our guys gave up, and he said, "Listen, our our guys aren't giving up out there." He goes, "If you watch the if you watch the film like we do." and really break down the plays, we're getting beat. We're not doing good enough to win the games, but we're not giving up. Yeah. These guys are fighting. And, they, fighting and they, de- they definitely fought back yesterday. Yeah. I mean, the first half was pretty bad. Yeah. And and they really fought back in the second half. I mean, yeah. like I said, I mean, they're still just not that good. But we have some good players. I mean, yeah. Martinez is great. Stanley's great. J.D. Spielman's great. Yeah. Zigbo played Fantastic! Like, yeah, God, biggest heart ever. Um, and then you have Boodle and Barry and those guys on defense. Yeah. I just I think you know the undisciplined plays. You know the hit out of bounds was probably the most undisciplined play that we had. Was a hit out of bounds. 
But I know. I don't know if it was like a frustration type thing. Yeah. Or what the re- what the deal was. Yeah. No. In, in yeah. No. It was not a hundred, the hundred plus yards and penalties. No. It wasn't all refs. They were poor. Yeah. But. There were things that we did that was very undisciplined. Yeah, and we agree with you. Yeah, I, I'd say four, four or five of those penalties were not penalties. But the other seven or eight that we got, absolutely, we still would have had a hundred plus penalty penalty yards. Yeah. Um, yeah. Someone's, you know, Martinez. Dwayne, you think Martinez wasn't a hundred percent? Like I said to you, I think. I think they've been holding the reins back on him a little bit as far as running the ball goes. Yeah. Um, I, I would I would. I feel totally like agree. they did. I mean, obviously he didn't play in Troy. And then last week against Michigan, they just basically just took him out so he didn't get hurt. Yeah. Um, first half this week, that you could tell when he did hang on to the ball, he would just kind of run out of bounds or he wouldn't get very far. In the second half, he was like... Either they told him to, yeah. or He's took it in he was hands. just like, I'm, I'm doing this. And yeah. you can totally tell a difference when he when he goes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. And so and maybe he's not 100%. He might and, not be. And if he's not, then that just means he'll be that much better when he is. Yeah, so we, we don't know. And that's Dwayne, that's a good point. I mean, there are times where in scrambling out of the pocket, for his the speed that he has, that's when I saw that maybe maybe he's not 100% when he yeah. couldn't no, scramble right. away from the defenders. But um, Tim, thanks. So both hands of the face and roughing the pass are 15 yards. Okay. So either way, I didn't think it was a penalty. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you talk about the discipline on the team. And, and like you mentioned, Randall, yeah, 100-plus yards and penalties is not all refs. No, and that's no, not what we're not, saying. Not um, there, there were momentum swings. There was, was fuel position change that really did hurt us. And I, I feel like they got some five-yard penalties here and there. I just I don't feel like I feel like it was very lopsided on the penalties. But we were very undisciplined in multiple aspects of that game. Uh, whether there's a penalty or not, the discipline on the team was not there. And Frost said that it, it's just not. The team's not there. The team does, And he even said the team is just – we don't have the players there. We don't have the talent. And he even mentioned that. The talent is just not up to standard right now. Yeah. It's not there. And as far as, you know, undisciplined goes, you have a third and 19, and you don't keep contained. And the quarterback yes. runs for 20 yards for first down. Yes. I mean, that's being undisciplined. Yes. Uh, that, that's, we made a lot of mental mistakes. There's another yes. one where the tight end ended up going like 35, 40 yards on and the no pass. One, and because no, we had our corner. Our corner didn't do anything. I know exactly. They, yeah, they, the, they the, exactly corner, the corner pushed in. Uh, it was on the left side. Corner pushed in, followed the wide receiver, and so did the safety. So here comes the tight end down. He's wide open. Um, so those kind of things, undisciplined, mental. That's And people want to point at coaches. That's not coaching. That's that's up here. That's a mental mistake where once the corner takes that wide receiver, the safety's got to know he's got the overtop guy, and he didn't follow the tight end. And that's just – And, you know, communication is a key in that particular uh, instinct too, you know, instance rather. (laughs) What do we got? Uh, Tim, when does the Irish uh, football segment start? Easy, buddy. We'll get there. Uh, Um, I think we just got to skip it this week. Um, but yeah, so Colorado—they jumped in the rankings. They're they're unbeaten, and we almost beat them. So I mean, I still they beat up on UCLA. I still question. I still question their offensive line because we had seven sacks against them, and we haven't seen that type of uh, our defensive line hasn't we been that no, strong since, especially in the first half. Man, we got yeah. no pressure on the quarterback. Yeah. It was insane. But but listen, I mean, I, I'm red till dead. I I love my Huskers. I was very proud of the comeback that we had. And we had we had a shot to even make it thirty five forty two, and then yeah. Martinez Some, threw threw a poor a poor pass. Man, that was a tough time and to that do was, that. That was really we did the same thing in the Colorado. Yeah, too. so that was really tough. But once again, those are freshman mistakes. He's going to learn from that, and we're going to move forward. We're going to go on to our next yeah. game, and you know it get was beat by Wisconsin. Like you said <laughs> right. Uh, somebody where I was watching the game said yesterday. Somebody said, you know, I thought. That with Frost coming in, that we were we were gonna be in every game, like we had t- like you know people would talk about you know even if we don't win we're gonna be in the game yeah and it was at a time in the game where we were losing by double digits yeah a couple twenty seven to seven maybe yeah something like that like I thought we were gonna be in games and then we started coming back and it was like you know that- he knows what he's doing he's got 
some of the guys fighting at least. Yeah. Well, and the fight didn't that fight didn't exist previously, and we didn't see exactly. that. That, that was that, not, that was my point. Yeah, that was not the way we saw the last few years. And in the nine and three season that we had with Riley, I mean, our schedule was a lot easier that year too. But um, oh, yeah. but to go from five and seven to nine and three to a four and eight, I mean, there's something that's shifting there in culture wise. But but that, yes, it, I thought we'd be in every game as well, and we really have been except for Michigan. Yeah. Um, and so we have to continue to battle. The team has to continue to battle. Um, they have to continue to, some of the mistakes, figure it out on their own. It's not coaching. It is those mental mistakes that they're making on the field. That is not doing your job on the field and making those undisciplined mental mistakes that are going to cost your team a touchdown, a first down, a third and 19 first down. Those kind of things are killer, and those will take away momentum as well. Um, yeah, you get a stop, and then they punt, and you get good field position. But yeah. instead, they get 20 yards, and then yeah. they get a first down. And then when they do punt, you get the ball to seven. Yeah, yeah. so it was it, it was rough, guys. And, and once again, no one knew this was going to be easy. No one thought this was going to be easy. And if you did, then you weren't really paying attention to what we had the last three years, the culture. Um, and I, I didn't ex- I expected like a five and seven season. Six and six would have been great. Um, now I'm hoping for three wins. Um, if we get three wins, I'm happy. Um, if we get one win, guess what? As long as we see improvement game to game to game and we see those positive things, we see the undisciplined mistakes change, that's what we want. Right now, that's what we want to see. When we're getting 15, 10-yard penalties, every penalty we have because of undisciplined mistakes, that is changing the games. It wasn't turnovers yesterday. It was penalties. Yeah. We had, I think, we averaged over 10 yards per penalty. Or no, no, we averaged over 10 penalties per game, 10.3 per game in yards. I mean, we got to be close to 115 yards on average per game because all our penalties are personal fouls or holdings. I'm pretty sure we have the most penalty yards per game. Oh, guarantee in college it. football. But what I was going to say, right, was, we'll, we'll get we'll get to Michigan as well. Yeah, that was kind of a surprise. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, the Michigan game last week. I mean, that was that the lack of confidence last week for Nebraska. Perfect. I wouldn't disagree with that. Uh, we were we were just pushed around. We were out beaten. Yeah. We were we were outsized. We were out. Uh, speed was definitely a factor in that game too. Um, so and Dan, <laughs> Dan says I. Um, <laughs> oh. Yeah. So hey, we 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 see the fight in the kids. We see that the kids they don't want to lose. They're pissed. Yeah. These guys are not happy losing, and Frost is pissed about losing. The coaches, everyone's mad about losing, but how do you change that? You've got to improve every game. We, we may win three games this year. We may win one. We may win two. Um, I don't – we could go 0-12. Uh, we better beat Bethune-Cookman. But um, if we go 1-11, guess what? All we know is that we can, go, we can do better, and we can get better. That we will get better. And we will. Frost is going to direct the ship. Um, so – once again, I, I think uh, it was another rough day. <laughs> it was another rough day um, in college football uh, for the Huskers. But like I said, last week, zero positive things to say. This week, I think there's a lot of positive things to take away from that game to where we can improve on. And we can, it's just those undisciplined mistakes. You know, and I was talking to somebody too yesterday. Young upcoming this week, we got Wisconsin, right? Mm-hmm. This would be the year that we would beat Wisconsin when we're having a bad season. My God, please, yes. <laughs> beat Wisconsin. Yes. Not in a season where us beating Wisconsin gets us into the Big Ten championship. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is just – But um, We're not playing for the Big Ten right well, now. We're playing um, for a win. Like we talked about before, if you can stop the run against yep. Wisconsin, if, you know, you make Hornybook throw. You get him on the scramble. You got to have him scramble. He starts turning yep. over the ball. We can get some points off turnover. Yep. Gosh, we just needed a turnover yesterday. We, 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 gave, we came close a couple times. But um, David mentioned, you know, Frost is going to start benching guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. He, he did He, he did yesterday. He put some players in that I hadn't seen before. There was a couple guys. I'm like, uh, who are you? Guy made a tackle, and I'm like, wait, I pretty much know the players. Yeah, don't, don't know who that guy is. So I mean, that's what we want to see, too, on a coaching staff is if they're not doing things right, you figure it out. You put well, them on the bench and say, you're not playing until you figure it out. I'm going to put someone else, someone that's going to fight harder and not make those mental mistakes. So, Lamar, more power to him. Lamar Jackson got burned for a long one again yesterday. It happens every game. Yeah. It's tough. Oh, and I think they ended up putting in um, uh, Lee Jr. 
and put it in an elite, oh. and he's just as bad as Lamar Jackson, in my point of view. But Probably. I think he's <laughs> substituted for Lamar, Probably. and maybe he's gonna play better. Hey, uh, Kurt Warner's son got in there, maybe. Yes, and he had a few. Not bad. Man, he looked pretty good. He's, he's, a, he's a tall guy. I, like I didn't know. Him. I didn't know he was on the team, so that was I, fantastic. I, I did. I knew he was on the team because uh, Kurt Warner was there for the spring game. Yeah, that's awesome. So. Yeah, so good for him. So a lot, a lot of things to build on for next week. And Bill Murray was at the game. Yes, Bill Murray. Unfortunately, didn't bring any luck, but yeah. that's okay. Um, all right, I don't have anything else on the Huskers. You guys continue to comment if you want to on the Huskers. We're going to move on to the other games yesterday. There were some big games yesterday, last night, um, Ohio State-Penn State. So this game, holy cow, that's that's, a that stadium. football game, man. That stadium. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I, they beat the attendance record, over 110,400-something people, I think. Um, so they beat the attendance record. Um, yeah, Warner made some plays. Um, we beat the tennis, or they beat their attendance record against Ohio State. Nebraska's like four on the list, uh, playing at Penn State for attendance wise. But, um, I mean, that game was just tooth and nail, man. Talk about two defenses yeah, playing their hearts out. I mean, as much as I don't like either team, as much as I really don't like Ohio State. Holy cow! I mean, those teams just fought. I mean, that's that's what you call a battle in the trenches when two teams are just fighting it out. Every inch, every yard yeah. matters. And I thought Haskins was going to be able to not necessarily have his way. I knew it was going to be the toughest defense he's seen. Yeah. Um. They they struggled early to to put points on the board. Yeah. And really, it was a struggle in the second half for both teams to put points. And and Penn State wasn't easing their way down the field either against Ohio State. And it just goes to show Ohio State didn't have Boza, but they got guys that can play. Yeah. Um, so that game, 27-26, uh, my only question in that game was the play calling on that fourth and five. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, they ended up getting a fourth and 14, or a third and 14, so they had to battle back just to get uh, nine of those yards. Now, fourth and five, you got McSorley's got uh, over 170 yards rushing in the game. Most of them came on um, on a pass and not the run. Um and so it wasn't the QB options that he made all his runs on. It was the pass where he decided to take yeah. off and run. That's where his long runs came. So I was expecting a pass play on that fourth and five. I was not expecting a then read if option. Anything he could, he could uh, tuck it and. Yeah, he, he would have the option. And so that is, yeah, so that last play call. And guess, I, I didn't see the post game conference, but I'm really interested to see how many times it was asked to James Franklin, how many times. Uh, they thought about what play they're going to run and why, why that they was took the it out of McSorley's hands. Yeah, oh, I mean they gave him the option to have it in his hands, but he gave it to Sanders, and there was just no room. And and guess what? Ohio State, kudos to them. They read they read that play. They yeah, knew they were going to do that play, and it was right out right there. It was probably I met him in the right, right probably because the way they lined up. That'd be my guess. Yeah. Is that wasn't the first time they'd seen it. They were prepared and. They they both both teams chess match timeout okay we're gonna read that read that offense call a timeout okay we're gonna read your defense we're gonna call a timeout and boom it just it didn't change the end result um, I I mean I get it yeah good Tim what? so yeah Franklin said it was on him I yeah of course he did it was that was that was the play call and that's what they decided to do and he, they took uh, it right out of McSorley's I mean hands. I get it like if if everybody knows that he's gonna have the ball yeah. then it's you know he's gonna get everybody's gonna go to him. But but when you got Sanders, Sanders is a good running back. He is. So he's a good option. He is. I so, just thought you'd, I was you don't take it out of McSorley's hands. I was shocked. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that, that was a hell of a game. That was a fun to watch. Same time, it uh, started a little bit earlier, I think, either that or just got done faster, was the Notre Dame-Stanford. So number eight, Notre Dame took on Stanford. Um, now, I've, I've said it more than once this year, is if Notre Dame is going to get to the college football playoff, it's going to be this year because of their schedule. Yeah. You can say Stanford's number seven. Absolutely, they are. And they deserve to be there, but I've not been. That's because they started there. They started in the top ten, but I have not. I've not been impressed with Stanford. I've watched that. That was the. I've watched probably three and a half of their games. Not been impressed with their offense. Their defense is good, but I've not been impressed with their offense. So I didn't think they had a chance of beating Notre Dame because Notre Dame's defense is one of the really strong points. Um, let's see. But what I saw yesterday, yeah, we made a lot of dumb decisions. Yeah, penalties, absolutely. Um, but one thing that I saw yesterday that Notre Dame hasn't shown yet this year, and the biggest difference that they have this year is Wimbush is not the starter anymore, and Book really that kid can play. And the dude, the dude's tall, he's fast, he's got he's got wheels, and he can throw the ball. Dude can thread a needle. I mean, it started off that game was actually toe to toe. Um, yeah, they were going back and, back and forth. It was seven seven, fourteen fourteen. Um, then it'd be in uh, I think twenty one seventeen. 
And then from there, Notre Dame just kind of took the wheel and said, hey, we got this. This is our game. And they did. Right. They ended up scoring another 17 points after that, um, and they ended up winning 38-17. And it really, if you watch the, any of that game, one thing I took away from that is Notre Dame controlled both sides of the ball. They did. Stanford had no answer on either side of the ball. And Notre Dame brought in different plays that they don't run on a day-to-day basis. Um, and I was, Tim, you're going to like this, I was impressed on what I saw from Notre Dame because they were able to adjust how they needed to to get to that 38-17 to win. When there's a tie game, it's going back and forth. Uh, right. Bryce Love was taken out of the game. Uh, he ended up getting hurt. But, but he was, to me, he was not a huge factor. And he wouldn't have made a, a big determination. Maker. He wasn't going to be a difference maker in the outcome of the game. Right. Um, Notre Dame, uh, Notre Dame, yeah. So Dexter Williams came in and had uh, over 100 yards rushing. Um, and he, his first game, he looked, first game back, so he was suspended. He was so suspended Dexter Williams games. played really well, and I believe their other running back is hurt, uh, if I remember correct. So, but Notre Dame, they they control both sides of that ball. Um, and when you look at their previous games, it's like, man, you guys struggle with Wake. You struggle with Vandy. And struggle with Ball State. And, yes, you beat Michigan. Uh, Michigan's now number 15. I think they dropped one in the, in the standings after really uh, almost losing Northwestern yesterday. Yeah. Um, I, was, so, I was surprised. So, yes, you you beat two ranked teams. You know, Michigan, that, to me, yes, that's a legit win. Stanford, obviously a legit win. But I do think Stanford, they dropped seven spots. Usually you see an eight and a seven go head to head. No matter, even if the score is close, you don't see them drop seven spots. That was a huge drop uh, for them. But I think Notre Dame was that much better than Stanford, and I think they wanted to prove to everybody watching that game is we deserve a shot. Right. Well, if we continue to win games, and they don't have they don't have too many other opportunities. I mean, they play USC, but. You know, USC's not that USC's great. having a down year. Um, they and, have Virginia Tech this next week. Virginia Tech lost to Old Dominion last week. Yeah. So, I mean, and Virginia Tech's probably their Virginia biggest Tech game. Virginia Tech jumped back into the rankings at like 23 or 24. So, Did they? yeah. So they jump back in the rankings. But that's because so many teams that jump into the rankings in, the, in 21, the 22, 23, 24, I 25, the I hate the they lose and they jump back out. So all those teams, they're, they're, there's a lot of uh, turnover in the, t- the last five of the top 25. I hate but I, honestly, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter with Notre Dame right now. They just have to win. They beat Michigan. They beat Stanford. Boom. You got two wins. Right. Virginia Tech. They lost to Old Dominion. I don't yeah. think Notre Dame's going to have trouble with them. Um, I think Notre Dame's going to beat Virginia Tech. I think they're going to destroy USC because I think USC, they have a decent defense, but right. they, they got a, they got an 18-year-old quarterback. Right. Um, I just I don't I don't think yeah. I don't think USC is going to cause any trouble for Notre Dame. I really don't. So I, I, could I would say the only thing that they need to worry about is having four conference champs undefeated. I don't think it's going to happen, though. I don't think it would happen either. No. Uh, you're not going to have one in the Big 12. You're not going to have one. You're not going to have one in the Pac-12. The Pac-12 I mean, Pac-12's done already. They're already done. I mean, not, um, not done, but... So you're, you're going to have probably uh, either Bama, Georgia, or LSU, one of those three teams for the SEC. Um, Ohio, Ohio State, State. Is, is probably the front runner right now because they're the only team that lost in the Big Ten. Uh, Iowa doesn't have a Oh, Iowa. Yeah. So, hey, pretend you never know. Right. <laughs> um, so, I, Iowa is still in play for the Big Ten championship. Um, and then in the ACC, Clemson struggled yesterday, man. And Lawrence got hurt. They really right. did. How incredible is that? I mean, pretty much the same scenario as what happened to us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> a guy gets named a starter, so then guy doesn't show up to practice the next day, and then he transfers. And then Well, he didn't transfer. He's still enrolled in the school. Okay, well, he's going he's gonna to leave. He'll, he'll be a graduate transfer is right. what he's going to be. But then the kid gets hurt in the first game. It was pretty uh, – Yeah, I mean, it's that's pretty crazy. It's one of those things where you know we, we know what that feels like. It's deja vu. Um, but Syracuse, I mean, they, all, they took on Clemson yesterday. And, yeah, Trevor Lawrence, I mean, they, he made a mistake. He never should have ran that ball, tried to get extra yards. And it was a long third down. He wasn't going to get the first down. He should have just gone out of bounds. I know. So instead, he he dives, and the guy it wasn't a malicious hit. The guy was making the tackle and happened to happen to knock him out. And unfortunate for Lawrence. And I gotta be honest, I was not impressed with Lawrence. I didn't. I wasn't either. And I think he's come in and played pretty good. Yeah. Um. I did. I 
I did watch when they beat Texas A and M. It was a it was a pretty good yeah, game. He was and he, and he he played. He looked really good in that. Yeah, but um, he started out real shaky. I don't know if it was just nerves of his first start. Syracuse defense was playing pretty solid. They were, and um, so he was getting some pressure. Uh, I mean, he had a bad fumble. Yeah, uh, on a handoff yeah. that. So just dropped whatever. Yeah, I, I understand. I understand wanting to play your best guy, but you got a senior who's seasoned, he's done well. He's sixteen and two as a starter, I believe, is what his record is sixteen and two. And you want to start a true freshman over him. I understand Bryant wanting to leave. I mean, that's that's a slap in the face to me. Yeah, yeah I understand both sides of the business. What I didn't like yesterday during that game is the announcers calling him selfish. The announcers were assholes. They're yeah. like. I can't believe, you know, now this happens and Bryant, you know, he's got to feel really selfish. That was a really selfish move on his part to transfer and to leave the team. And, I mean, yeah, I mean, we had our fans tell, saying that about Jebbia, but I didn't feel the same way about Jebbia. If he wants to leave, leave. Bryant wants to leave, leave, man. It's your decision. Yeah. Um, and Jebbia. You, you could, he could get hurt in the first game and yeah. you could have the potential of taking your team to another playoff yeah but. so i mean that's the thing you just you don't know what's going to happen you want to make the best decision for yourself and that's what brian thinks he's thinks he's doing but to shame him on national television i mean that was gutless to me that was that was horrible i didn't hear that but. it was it was horrible i mean they said it more than once too it wasn't like they said it one time um huh. but anyway so notre dame they control they control their destiny to get in right. that playoff they have to they have to play their weaker opponents like they played Stanford. And that's what the problem has well, been is they're playing down to their opponents. They have to bury them. That's what they, yeah. they need to put up 56 points like they did against Wake. So they didn't, Sorry, they didn't struggle with them. They, it took them a while, but they put up 56 points. That's what they need to do from this point forward. Yeah, they just need to, to secure that I would spot. say at this point they just need to make sure that they don't have a, a letdown game and let one get away from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't let some team hang in and – end up having a chance to beat them at the end. Absolutely. You know, um, or even have a, you know, a kind of a hangover game against Virginia Tech this week because you just come off a, a big win. Off a big win. Yep. I mean, I'm sure Kelly's going to have him. He'll get him prepared. And, and ready to go. But but Ian Book's the right guy at quarterback. He is. Yeah, and it, I, he, it seems he, like he, it happens all like every other year. You said they it, yeah. have a quarterback come in and take take their place mm-hmm. of the starter. Yeah, but man, I mean, that was just a couple of good games here. So, Alicio, <laughs> um, he mentioned that, you know, rooting for... I do not love ND. <laughs> rooting for Wisconsin to uh, to win the West. I mean, it's going to be them or Iowa, if you ask me. Um, it's not going to be Purdue. It's not going to be Northwestern. It's not going to be Illinois. I mean, there's there's teams in the West. Gonna, yeah, so I, it's going to be Wisconsin or Iowa. So, Alicio doesn't like Iowa. We know that now. He's uh, <laughs> rooting for Wisconsin, but I think Wisconsin... I don't know. I can't even say that as far as who has a better chance to beat Ohio State. Um, I, I just I don't know if anybody does. I would put 55 points last year. Yeah, I guess that's true. So I was got a good defense as well. So I could very well take on Ohio State if they get up and win the Big Ten, um, Big Ten West. So you just never know. Um, yeah, Jimmy loves Notre Dame. That's <laughs> that's funny, Jimmy. <laughs> no, is- we we all know we all know what that is. Um, Thanks, Alicio. Appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, anyways, it, it was it was a fun Saturday, really. Those two games, and then you know, Clemson. Yes, they struggled against Syracuse. Um, Syracuse was better than I thought. They looked pretty good. They looked pretty good. The, the only problem is their offense. Their offense was not very good. Yeah. Um, right. And if their offense was better, they would have beat. They would be Clemson. They, they should have won the game. When Lawrence oh, yeah. goes out, and they're up even even with ten, to, even with Lawrence points. in, even with Lawrence in, I think yeah. they should have won the game. But uh, their offense is just a little shaky. Uh, but it was really a sloppy game all around. Neither yeah. offense was looking good. The defenses look good. That was about it. Um, otherwise, you got LSU won. They beat Ole Miss. Um, Oklahoma, man, Kyler Murray yesterday, if he's not in uh, – or you look at Clemson, they're, uh, they're running back. Uh, I keep on wanting to say Auntie Ann, but it's like Eddie M. There's his last name, or Eddie Anna. Okay. Um, he had 203 rushes and three TDs. He looked really good. Um Kyler Murray. Oh, yeah, he's, he's really good. Dude, Kyler Murray uh, for Oklahoma, 17-21, 432 yards and six TDs. That dude's got to be number one. There's no way. I'd put him above Tua. Alabama, I mean, they don't play crap yeah. for defenses either, but I think Kyler Murray, he's I put mean, up multiple 400-yard games just, this year. Uh, That's insane. The way the Big 12 is, I mean, you put him and Greer up there. They put up 66 points. West Virginia, Unreal. Same, same way. I mean, he's throwing um, – Auburn, Auburn beat Southern Miss. Um, yeah, but they struggled, I think. But there was a three-hour delay. 
Ah, that's tough. So it was 24-13 with a three-hour delay thrown in. But um, So Auburn, yeah, you can say they struggled, but after a delay like that, that's tough for football. It's that's, a little bit easier for like a baseball team, but for football, man, I think that's a lot harder yeah. to get that many guys ready. Um, Washington beat BYU. Um, yeah, LSU beat Ole Miss. I think it was like they put up 35-17 or something. Um, gotcha. That was a late game. I didn't end up watching the rest. Yeah, but Washington beat BYU. Um, so I think that knocked BYU back out of the top 25. Man, if they Wa- just jumped in. If Washington could have figured out a way to beat Auburn that first game, they probably would go undefeated. Oh, easy. Uh, West Virginia beat Texas Tech. Now, that game kind of came down to the wire. Um, it was 35-28. Um, and then Texas Tech threw a pick. Mm. Um, and then they ended up scoring, making it 42 um, making it 42-34. Uh, and then or forty two twenty eight, and then they have scoring one. Try to get um, try to get the extra point, then try going for two. It just didn't work out for him. But uh, but really, that game was pretty pretty good game as well. Uh, Greer was twenty seven of forty one with three hundred seventy yards and three TDs. So um, yeah, not a bad big game. Twelve quarterbacks, man. Uh, UCF looked good over Pitt, forty five seventeen. Uh, Milton three, threw for three hundred twenty uh, eight yards and four TDs. He's got to be in the Heisman conversation as well, if you ask Gosh, me. That's awesome. Um, Let's see. You got Michigan. Michigan beat Northwestern twenty seventeen. That game was it was seventeen to seven for quite a while. Well, it was seventeen nothing. They they had a seventeen, 17 nothing. They had a seventeen point lead. Um, and then Michigan scored in the second. Yeah, they showed you know how in game they do like a going on in mm-hmm. Evansville or Evanston. Yeah, yep. whatever. So so that game I was couldn't insane. believe that. Uh, Kentucky remains undefeated. They won. Uh, Their running back's good. He could be a Heisman yeah. candidate. Yes. Uh, Texas beat K-State 19-14. Um, not an impressive win, but they won. Texas has continued to win in games like they need to. Um, Oregon beat Cal. Michigan State won. Virginia Tech beat Duke. So Duke just t- jumped in. Now they're back out. Uh, Florida beat uh, Mississippi State. Um, I was surprised. Florida. That was Mullen going against his, going against his former yeah. team. Yep. Um, so really, not a lot of change in the top twenty-five. We got about eight and a half minutes here. Um, so it's easy to win championships with uh, with four point nine star recruits. Yeah, bam! Absolutely, yeah. It's, it makes it easy. Um, yeah, Alabama is going to be favored by double digits in every single game. Oh, easy. Yeah, easy. Easily. Yeah, and they'll probably beat everybody. And the SEC sucks. Georgia, right now, LSU and Georgia. And Auburn. I mean, you got four teams that are okay, that are doing Auburn, pretty good. LSU. So you never know what's going to happen with Bama. Um, those those games, I think they could be pretty good with LSU or Georgia and or Georgia. Um, next week, top twenty five. Not a lot of changes. You got Ohio State jumped up one to three. Of course, uh, Herb Street's like, oh, <laughs> they should jump in the top two conversation. He was saying that. No, he, I don't know why they allow him to or do Ohio Herb. State games. It's ridiculous because he actually didn't homer them too much last night, but he usually does. Yeah, no, I hate that. But I don't, I don't know. Get him out of there. Um, Clemson dropped a spot to four. Um, yeah, they're dropping, man. Which, which really, I mean, you could have jumped LSU ahead of them. Uh, to you four, probably jump Clemson, Notre Dame, you probably jumped Notre Dame uh, and Clemson after that that performance, but uh, we'll see going forward. Still a lot of football Oklahoma left. Oklahoma over them. Yeah, Oklahoma dropped down to seven, um, and Notre Dame jumped two to six, uh, jumped two spots up to six. Um, Auburn jumped up, West Virginia, Washington all up, Penn State down, UCF up one, uh, Kentucky up four, Stanford moved down seven to fourteen, and Michigan dropped one to fifteen. Um, next week. Not really a lot that should be. I mean, there's going to be good football. Oh yeah, there are. But as good. far as uh, top twenty-five matchups that are worth, that could be, you know, really uh, make a difference in the playoff. You got Texas playing Oklahoma it's at the Cotton Bowl. It's always a good one. And Texas is really getting their feet underneath them. Uh, Ellinger is starting to play pretty well as quarterback. Um, I'd look out for that. Texas really could take over Oklahoma and win that game, but they're going to have to contain Kyler Murray. Because he can run and he can throw. Obviously, we know he can throw. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the double. Yeah. So Tim, the double over, overtime win with Oklahoma and Army. They don't seem to punish teams like that. Because um, really, once again, Syracuse and Clemson. They lost the Cle- the Syracuse last year. Didn't right. stop them from getting in. Um, they just didn't take it as they, big of a hit as they probably it, should. They took it as uh, Brian got hurt. It was yeah. Brian got hurt, and it was an early season loss. Mm-hmm. It always is worse when you lose at the end. So, and Oklahoma won. They beat Army. I understand. I don't disagree with you, Tim. I think that OU should have dropped a couple spots from there because at that week. They did. I'm pretty sure they did. They they dropped one spot to five. They're at four, and they dropped to five. This week. Oh, 
No, the week they after they, yeah, they, they were at four. Five. Uh, okay. And then, uh, or they were at five and dropped to six. That's what happened. Okay. Uh, but I thought Notre Dame was going to jump them that week uh, because of that performance against Army. Uh, but they didn't. And it is what it is. Once again, rankings are subjective. Um, it's really hard, yeah. or objective. So it's really hard to. Yeah, I mean, you got UCF. What are they at? They're at uh, 12 or 13 now. Yeah, I mean, when the first playoff rankings come out, they're going to be like 19th. Yeah. They're going to be up. Well, and maybe not. After last year, if they continue that dominance and they go undefeated again, they might not be. Uh, but we'll see. They're not going to be in the playoff. We know that. Um, a lot would have to happen. Uh, but next week, Texas-Oklahoma. I'm really looking forward to that game. Um, I really want to see I really want to see what Texas brings to that game. Um, yeah. As much as I don't like the Longhorns, I would love to see them knock off Oklahoma. It's always a good game. Um, so I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. Uh, I'm I'm still going to take Oklahoma by 17. I think there's really their okay. offense. Texas offense is not as fast paced and as powerful as Oklahoma. And like home run threat type. Yep. Offense. Yeah. I'm with you. When you complete 17 passes for 430 yards, that's incredible. That, that, those are long plays. I mean, that's not obviously receivers making plays too. Um, and then you got Clemson at Wake Forest. I'm putting that on there because we don't know what's going to happen with Clemson next week. We don't know if Lawrence is going to play. If they have Bryce at quarterback, he actually didn't do too bad. Uh, he's a freshman. I mean, he was better than our third string that came in. <laughs> yeah, um, but he, he didn't look that bad. So I think Clemson-Wake Forest could be an interesting game to watch next week. Um, Wake Forest, they gave a 56 to Notre Dame. Um, I think Notre Dame could beat Clemson right now, to be honest. I think, they, I think Notre Dame could battle with Ohio State right now, to be honest, um, just with what I saw yesterday. Two different style of teams. Um, but with putting, a, I just thought they looked really good yesterday. Um, but Clemson Wake Forest that could be a tricky game. Okay, it's at Wake Forest, so it's at home. You forgot to put Nebraska and Wisconsin on there. I, we were going to talk about it anyways. I didn't have to put it down. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not expecting to win, but I'm expecting a fight. I'm expecting the team hungry to go into Wisconsin um, right. and really, you know, just grind it, grind out, and try to win this game the best we possibly can, and fight until the end. Yeah, I would say I'm not expecting a win. I am hoping to have a good start. I want to clean up the discipline mistakes. Yeah. If we can clean, if we have six penalties in that game, I will be happy. Yeah. If we have twelve penalties again, I'm going to be really mad. Yeah. I but mean, it's the undisciplined stuff that we've got to clean. We can up. get a fast start. If we have the start that we did on offense yesterday, and just kind of build from there, and maybe get a couple stops, just hang in the game. Yeah. We know what we can we do. Can we can hang in the game. We got a shot. We saw what we can do on offense, and we saw we can score fast. We've seen it more than once this year that Nebraska can score fast. It's duplicating that. It's getting it done again and again and again and again. UCF does that. Yep. And we have to get it done again and again and again. A lot of teams do that. But we seem to score fast, and then it's like, eh. Yeah. We yeah. change our play calling. We There's yeah. something that just doesn't click on that. The next offensive drive. We need to put up 14 in our first two drives. Well, we need to score, and then we need to stop them and have yeah. you know the defense jacked up a little bit, yep. and then have the offense be like, all right, yeah. the defense is stopping them. We Quick, can, quicker starts. Yeah, we can quicker get after them. So yeah, one one thing I want to say last last thing about the press conference is I thought it was really funny and Scott Frost's response to the question. I didn't once again didn't hear the question. You didn't hear any questions. But his response was, I don't care what UCF is doing. Oh. And then there was a follow-up question. He goes, that's not for me to know. That's for you to know. And walked off. He was pissed. Because a lot of people, a lot of the national media is like, Scott Frost is uh, second-guessing his decision to go to Nebraska. No, he's not. No, he's not. He wants to be here. He wants to win. He is and home. Even, a lot of those national guys, they came out this week and they, they said after the Michigan yeah. loss, and they're like, fans, just be patient. A lot of go, people. Go a lot of he's, people. He's like, bait. buy stock in Scott Frost yeah. in Nebraska. It's clickbait. It's they, they want clicks. They want likes. They want people to pay attention to what they have to write, even though it's bullshit. Yeah, I mean. So, anyways. We know it's a process. We, we got Huskers back. We are 100% red until dead. Um, it's tough this year. It's going to be tough this year. Maybe tough next year. Uh, but we're going to ride this team until, um, you know, until we die. And, you know, being a Cubs fan, uh, being Cubs fans, yes. we know what it's like to wait for championships. We do. And it was and, worth the wait. And we've been waiting now, you know, 20 years, 20-plus 20 years, you know, 21 years now for a championship, over 20 years. We want that championship, but we know it's going to take time, take patience, get the right people in place. 
Joe Madden came into the Cubs, right person, boom, they go to the uh, the playoffs, boom, they win the championship, playoffs, playoffs, I mean, four years in a row. Yep. That is what Frost is going to try to to build on is I want to get my guys in, and I want to win. He's going to do that. Um, Last 30 seconds here. Look at all the first-year coaches. Yeah, so all the first-year coaches are yeah, struggling. struggling. Just, and and, that's, and the national media point that out as well. Yeah, so exactly. I'm not worried about it. Go Big Red. Go Huskers. As always. Congratulations to all the teams that won yesterday. You Notre Dame fans out there, enjoy it. You guys are going to go to the playoff this year. Just got to take care of business. Jimmy's not happy about it, but I'm trying to be realistic. So go Big Red. I'm Matt. I'm Jimmy. We're two average guys. Thanks for tuning See you in. next week.